Hello and welcome to a very special episode of BFA Life Podcast. A few months ago, we sat down with Stu Henderson, who served at BFA with his wife Phyllis for eight years, as well as Jeff Cagwin, who serves at Black Forest Christian Fellowship, and wanted to talk through Stu's journey through cancer over these past few months and how God has really used him to bring joy in the midst of pain and what it means to live a life of service and surrender to God. This is a really uplifting conversation for us, and we hope that it brings you encouragement. So, Stu, especially for those who may not know you, tell us a little bit about how you came to be here and what you've been up to. Okay, okay. Um, my wife Phyllis and I came to Condern eight years ago um, to serve at BFA. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a 40-year career in uh, scientific uh, uh, research, and so I taught computer science. Yeah. My wife, after being a full-time mom, went back to her um, gardening passion and got a second degree in horticulture so she has come as a BFA's master gardener. Excellent and then in 2019 things changed dramatically for you your path and your ministry tell us about that. Yeah I just bruised my shin one day Hmm. and it was unusually painful and even after a month the bruise was still there and painful so I went to an orthopedist and He took x-rays that showed that um, on the bone underneath where the bruise was were shadows which indicated likely cancer. But it was still several more months before they could diagnose accurately what kind of cancer it was. Um, And we found out that it was um, an aggressive uh, lymphoma that attacks specifically the bones. So uh, we... In that that couple of months of additional tests, um, it had spread to my other leg, uh, to my arm, um, and even to the base of my nose. Um, one of the there were two tumors here. One tumor penetrated the uh, the sinus cavity, and was heading toward the brain. So they began chemotherapy immediately, and our life just was transformed to focus on surviving and on the the, the treatments. But we knew this was God's plan for us, and so we we rested in Him. It was um, it was a difficult but but good time for us, and we knew that He would be faithful, whatever the outcome. Did you despair throughout these many months? Oh, there was discouragement, yes, but not really despair, mm-hmm. uh, for two reasons. the The first reason is that when people first hear the word cancer used in the context of me, um, there's an initial shock that often leads to despair and denial. Um, But we had been through um, uh, the last 10 years of uh, prostate cancer uh, that I have had. And so we have dealt with this with the Lord and and, and my mortality. And so we we understood and weren't surprised by that. But the second and and more compelling reason is that um, we have, we're not young, as you can see with the gray hair, and we've lived decades with the Lord, and we have always found him to be faithful. Um, and we knew he would be faithful again. We didn't know how, we didn't know the outcome, but we knew um, with calm assurance that he would guide us through this valley, 
um, to whatever his purposes were. And again, I've seen how God's people are part of his provision. Mm. Thank you for your prayers, your encouragement, for your help over the last year. We couldn't have done it without you. Share a story with us, if you would, about his goodness throughout this time. Chemotherapy um, gets increasingly difficult. Sure, it kills cancer cells, but it also kills healthy cells. So for the first month, my treatments were relatively easy, and I could even go home after treatment in one day. But there came a point after about a month where I was admitted into the hospital for a three-week period of intense treatment where they needed 24-7 monitoring. The first nurse to walk into my room after I checked in was a man, male nurse named Dieter. And he spoke very good English and we had a lovely conversation. But as he was turning to leave, he asked for my permission to pray for me. And of course I eagerly accepted. And typically nurses are assigned, especially in these cancer wards, they're assigned to different wards and for a period of about a week and different shifts. The Dieter was a shift supervisor. And so his schedule is a bit more flexible. As a result, he arranged that every single treatment that I received, Dieter brought in. And he would start the, 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 the chemo drip and, and monitor it continuously. But at the beginning, we would pray together and just rejoice and praise God for what he was doing and praying for healing. How good is God? <laughs> the one who ministered the most to me was a brother in Christ. Wow. Thank you. Any other stories come to mind that might encourage folks? Hundreds, hundreds. <laughs> but, but one in particular, and I shouldn't be surprised, but... God used me even in miserable times, um, laying in the hospital bed in discomfort and pain. There was another nurse that um, she was just particularly friendly and sweet, and she came in daily just with a chipper smile. And, and so at the end of the first week, she told me that she was getting another shift and she wouldn't be in the ward the, for the following week. And she'd see me the week after. But she came in the next evening, and I was surprised. And so I looked at her with a puzzled look. She spoke no English, and, and she, with a puzzled look, and she said, well, you're my Honigkuchenpferd. Hmm. That thoroughly confused me. My German was good enough to know Honig is honey, Kuchen is cake, Pferd is horse. Oh, yes. Honey cake horse. <laughs> that still made no sense. And she explained that the, the Germans have an expression, du strahlst wie ein Honigkuchenpferd. Hmm. You radiate like a honey cake horse or a gingerbread cookie horse with an icing smile permanently affixed to their uh, face. Okay. And it means that you're just constantly filled with joy. And she said, I needed an uplift today. Mm. So over several weeks, I began to share with her that in particular, the Lord burdened me to share that I'm not afraid of death. Hmm. And I explained that whether I live or die, I win. And at first she disagreed. Um, she said, death is bad. But I began to explain that I could live longer and serve him here, or I get to be with him face to face. And she couldn't 
fight that. Mm -hmm. And she began to admit her own issues and problems and her discouragement, frequent discouragement. Mm -hmm. And my German conversational skills ran out quickly, and I told her to go talk with Dieter. Hmm. And a few days later, uh, when Dieter came in with uh, the next treatment, she walked in with him. Hmm. And she observed as he and I prayed and rejoiced and together as, as he was beginning to administer the next round of treatment. So just like so many divine appointments, I have no idea how this will turn out, hmm. but God does. Stu, is there anything you would want to share with folks? Oh, again, hundreds, but I'll share just one. <laughs> I once again learned that sometimes there's a vast difference between joy and happiness. Hmm. There can be full joy in times when happiness is not only not there, but it's inappropriate. Hmm. For example, the death of a dear loved one. Um, there can be joy. Hmm. And would be lying if I said the last year has been a happy experience. Um, it has been miserable. Um, but at the same time, God has filled me with his joy, and in turn, that joy has sustained me and Phyllis. So that, Nehemiah 8.10 says that the joy of the Lord is my strength, and indeed it has been for us. What's your current status and how might we be praying for you and Phyllis? I'm in complete remission from the lymphoma cancer. I still have metastatic prostate cancer. Eventually, 10 years down the road, it may kill me, but um, we're praying for some more years. Um, the recovery process, though, takes 18 or so months. Um, some things may not heal. There are several surgeries ahead. In particular, my, my legs swell, mm. uh, my feet are numb, and so it makes walking painful and awkward. Mm. But the Lord, even in the midst of that, has given me my bicycling. Um, it's a fierce passion of mine and, yeah. and has been great for gaining strength after all of the chemo. Mm. And um, the second thing is that my mental acuity is off by a few steps. Mm. Um, so talking with me normally may not be, but I just don't have that concentration level anymore. Hmm. It's a mental fogginess that some who have had COVID also report. Hmm. The second thing, so you could pray for that. And the second thing is that we now are leaving on October 28th to return to the States. Hmm. Uh, we'll retire in Reno, Nevada, where both of our kids live with their families. And they have eagerly invited to live as close as we can. And our relationships with them are so good. Hmm. And so we're praying that the Lord gives me in particular, but us at least two more years of good health hmm. to enjoy them, but also to speak honestly and openly with them about God's goodness, his faithfulness, his grace, and how he has sustained us through all of these years. Hmm. So that would be the second prayer request for us. You got it. Thank you so much, Stu. And amen. You're welcome. Stu and Phyllis, we miss you. We wish you were here, but we know that you're enjoying some Nevada sunshine right now. 
Thank you for your years of service and your testimony and your willingness to share it with us. Until next time, this is the BFA Life Podcast.